Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. Ben Fields, a podcast. You made it. Thanks for being here. Got Beth McDonald on the show today. You, you may know that we've been trying to kind of tell the story of the film and television industry in Knoxville, how it came to be, how it came to be the thing that it is. Couldn't think of a better person to help us continue to tell that story than Beth McDonald. Beth has been in the film and TV industry in Knoxville for 40 years now, and she's found her niche as a locations manager, uh, but she's done a lot more than just that. Beth is a wonderful human being and a real pro. So uh, check it out. Here's my chat with Beth McDonald. We're doing the podcast. Been there a long time. I know. 40 years, Ben. In the biz? 40 years. I'll this ha- year. Really? Is your 40th in the mm-hmm. in the film mm-hmm. and television biz? Mm-hmm. I asked somebody. Thanks to Ross Bagwell. He's, uh, he's the guy, man. He's yes. the guy. He put yes. it all together. He's the yeah. reason that it like. He's the reason it's but here. He, he totally is the reason that all of us have a job. I mean, he started doing television when cable started being, being <laughs> like we're streaming and doing all kinds of other stuff. And like we, I've worked on a show as a makeup artist on one of the very three first cable televisions shows ever. Like, I mean, CNN, TNN. ESPN, like, or, uh, I mean... There were just a few cable networks, and, yes. and Ross was already yes. in the game? Yes, and that was 1982. <sighs> really? And he was one of those shows that was on uh, T- TNN, which was Tennessee National Network. And he, um, I mean, he was a pioneer. He was a pioneer. How did you get hooked up with That's the o- a crazy story. With the OG. Well, that's a crazy story. <laughs> I was a makeup artist at Merle Norman cosmetics and a guy named Bruce Ribble used to come and walk the mall you know you have and his brother John Ribble was one of the actors on this show um, I-40 Paradise and um, Bruce just got he knew the Merle girls at Merle Norman and he and he stopped in one day and he asked me he was like hey how would you like to um, come and be a makeup artist Mm. for a for television and I was like that Absolutely. I've been saving my money up. I've been <laughs> wanting to move to Atlanta to do makeup for for models and stuff. So I was like, this this is great. It just came to me. So I went and it, interviewed with Ross Sr. and Ross Jr. And they hired me $65 a day. That's what I made. It's probably good. It was great. Good then. money. And then we shot it. And we did that show in a warehouse um, out off of Middlebrook Pike. Mm. Built the whole set in that warehouse. So, so you were you had you, you had designs on getting into the film and television business already, and they walked into what mall? Westtown Mall yep. was it? And found you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> in little old Knoxville, Tennessee. Old Knoxville. Well, I mean, it was shot right here, yeah. you know, and it was the company was here. So, so wh- how did that whole? I don't know. I, I guess Charlie Debevoise talked me through it a little bit. But I guess Cinete- Charlie did. Charlie wasn't part of it then. He, he wasn't part of any so, any of that. So like, he doesn't he was, know the beginning stuff. He was a preemie at that point. He didn't even know. I didn't even know Charlie at that point because he came he, in at Whittle Communications he, days and, no, and then came in. Yes, that's what brought him to town. Yes. But yeah. he didn't work for Ross until he'd already like I forty was gone and what's I forty? I forty Paradise was okay. the name of that show oh, okay, gotcha. that I worked on. Okay. And Cinetel was gone, which is what produced that. Cinetel Productions is what mm-hmm. was Ross's first um, company, yeah. Cinetel. Which then became Scripps Ross, Productions, right? Yes. At some point. Scripps bought that whole building. Mm. And Cinetel be- really became Ross Television because um, Ross, because Cinetel went away, but Scripps bought that huge building and actually has expanded on it like it's even bigger. But um, but he moved over to Balm Drive and started Ross Television, mm. which he did content for Scripps, too. I mean, we did shows for them. Gotcha. So the Cinetel, the, the building and all that is where... Discovery's headquarters mm-hmm. is now? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yep. So yep. it was just like yep. a small little yes. production company. 
Well, I mean, it was it wasn't super small. Cinetel wasn't. No, 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 no. It wasn't like just um, an office building. I mean, they had studios and mm. they had they so did club big. dance there. Like they, you know, club dance. Have you ever heard of? That? I have one of my yes. uh, uh, a guy that used to cut I mean, my that hair. Was big time. Yeah, that was big time. Do you know Randy Beffrey? You know? uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he used to cut my hair and yes. he told me that he was like a stage yes. manager yes. on club dance yes. or something like that. Yes. yes. So, so how club big dance. was Cinetel and what all were, were they doing when you well, I mean, tracked I mean, them down? That was, I mean, it was probably, um, I, I had worked for him before he had that building. Mm. Like I worked for, Cinetel started over there on Bomb Drive okay. in a little strip center. And, um, is that where River is now? Just, it was like, uh, you know, it was just a regular size production company. And mm-hmm. then Ross got in with the people that were starting Nashville Network, mm. pitched them the idea of I-40 Paradise, which was a sitcom slash music show where the Luann, the owner of the bar, had a honky tonk on the side mm. and um, bands would come. Like we had... Um, Reba McIntyre came, Little Jimmy Dickens. I mean, we had all these country shows that would come and perform with our local band, the Mighty Notes. Like the Mighty Notes. I know. It was great. And then like half of it was a sitcom in the diner and half of it was this, you know, music show. And Ross is the one who pitched that to them and um, when, when Nashville Network started, when cable started. I mean, in this world, when cable started. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he is truly a pioneer. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, the reason that we all have a job today. Yes. People I mean, wonder, like, he is. why Knoxville? Why? And he it, is. Like, you can trace it back to one dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not a joke. I mean, yeah, he I... worked in New York City with, on how, with Howdy Doody, you know? Um, I mean, he, his roots in television are extremely deep. It, and I, I like that. You know, he built something, started building something and bringing in people from the area like you mm-hmm. who were professionals at something, but not in the film business yet. No. And yeah. and then we started drawing other people into yep. town because we're doing real stuff. Well, Randy Reed, have you have you had Ryan Reed on here? I have. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's and, got to, I mean, his dad, his dad is the same. I mean, Randy Reed was the lighting director on that show. Really? Yes. And uh, I Ryan mean, sent me a text and told me that his dad was down to come on the podcast. Oh, so that needs to happen. You have to get him. Okay. okay. Another person you have to get who is an icon in this whole city is Susan Datz. I don't know, Susan. Oh, oh Ben. I, I mean, I've, I've only she been around like for 15 years. She was like a makeup artist. I, can, you ha- I can't believe you didn't. Michael knows her. Michael Underwood knows her very I'm well. I'm sure. I mean, she was the premier makeup artist for mm. like four scripts when they first started. I mean, she's, uh, I mean, she's, I mean, I started as a makeup artist, but then I worked my way. I went to work for Kennedy Maxwell uh, as a production manager on staff. What's Kennedy Maxwell? Is that an ad Kennedy agency? Maxwell Motion Picture Productions. He had a studio over in Louisville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there off Single Station Road. Had a gr- one of the best studios in this area. Yeah, he had a beautiful it. psych. Um, I mean, the whole studio was nice. Ken was probably one of the best editors that this area's ever known. Mm. He was a music major at UT, and he just he he just had a sense of rhythm. He knew how to put you know um, a piece of television work together. It was beautiful. Kennedy yeah. Maxwell was Kennedy the name of the Maxwell. Company. And how big was, were you guys? I mean, we did all kinds of stuff, a lot of like what you do now. Yeah, like, commercials type mm-hmm, stuff. Okay. Uh, commercials, um, industrial videos. Um, I mean, But like a dozen people, dozen people in the company mm-hmm. or so? Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's a sweet spot. But I, like I got, I went there, Susan, after I had moved away for a while, when I came back, I was going to UT and Susan said, do you want to do part-time makeup with me? And I was like, absolutely. So I was on a job for her and she, and she knew I was at UT at the time and I wasn't, college didn't really, I wasn't that great. Me doing that I was not that great. Uh, I just learned on the job. Yeah. So she knew college was not really fitting me so she said um i happen to know that 
uh, Ken is li- there looking for a production manager. So when you go over there, just kind of be really. So I I went over there to do makeup and I just was super helpful. Like I was like, let me do this. Can I hang this? You know, let me help dress the set, blah, blah, blah. You know, and at the end of it, Bob Hassentuffle, who was one of the director and also um, one of the um, uh, at at Ken Maxwell and so he said, hey, we're looking for a production manager. We'd be interested in, in applying. And I did. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, my time there, I was with Jerry Coatney. Have you had him on here? You no. have him on here. Jerry, Jack, Tim. So and we were a, a staff. Jerry worked there with you? Jerry was there. He's like the, the he's the, he's the old, like, an old school lighting school guy. with Jerry. Really? Oh, yes. He's no, good. I saw him the other Jerry day. a long time. I bought him an, I bought an Apple box from him for my camper. Oh, nice. <laughs> I said, you got any Apple boxes that are about to fall apart? He was like, yeah, come on over. I got you. <laughs> Jerry Jerry can do anything. He is, like, I mean, I, I mean, I have I have great memories of working there at Kim Maxwell. I mean, I learned a lot there. When I left there, uh, I mean, I just went out as a freelancer doing everything. Because by that time, I had been a makeup artist. I had done all kinds of stuff as a production manager. So here in the little town of Knoxville, I <laughs> thought I could do everything. So I kind of went out and I would, you know, be a script supervisor. I would be a prop stylist. I would be a, I would still do makeup. I'd find locations. I'd do whatever. You know, I mean, it was a small town, and I, I worked a lot. I mean, Roland Productions was around. Ken Maxwell was still around. Um, Davis Newman Payne, mm. you know, all That's these places. Ca- Roland Productions, that was when I first started noticing as a mm-hmm. kid that there was a lot of stuff going on around here. Mm-hmm. And I, I got my – I started do, doing in front of the camera stuff when I was a kid, and um, I met – uh, I, I was on a, a shoot. Cindy Swicegood was my agent oh at my eighteen God. or eighteen. Oh my God, I love her so I know. much. And uh, another one that's gone. That I know. Is... I was shocked to hear about that too. But she was uh, she was my agent. She got me my first job was on a, an HGTV Romance Week shoot uh, that <laughs> shot in some. Did you guys have a studio that you turned into or a church that you turned into a studio somewhere that was that was a big that shot there a lot because Tad. Howard talks about it a lot and remembers it. But anyway, uh, it was in 1997. It was my first job as an actor. Got the job. Started to realize that there was, I mean, like there's a big set in Knoxville. What's going on here? I, I uh, auditioned at at Scripps for that job. And then when I walked into Michael Underwood's office, the first day I was ever there, I saw the beta SP of it on the shelf. Romance. Oh, Michael Underwood directed me in 1997 before, oh my God. <laughs> before I before I went back and worked with him 15 years later. And you have been around too, Ben. <laughs> you have been around. But but I thought that was I thought it was crazy that you know we go back and we look at it. I talked to Chris Durfee about it, for instance, and uh, it's just amazing how everybody has been able to do real work and make a real career out of very good and very meaningful film and television work that you wouldn't think you could live in a livable city like Knoxville and do the level stuff that you guys have done. I mean, I mean, we work as much as anybody in California or Mm -hmm. any, I mean, and I'd argue we're just as good. Oh, (laughs) I mean, but it's so funny. You just mentioned like beta SP. I mean, I, I can't believe all the formats (laughs) I've worked through. Like one inch, three quarter inch, you know, beta. I mean, now digital video. I mean, it's so funny to think of all the film, you know, yeah. all the stuff that. Um, well, all the it's it formats. means that you've adapted it, it, that because there's a lot of people who, you know, when the real kind of film to digital switch happened in the, you know, early or in the mid late aughts like 2010 when the red one came out and it started to be like a real digital camera that people would shoot on and film kind of started to go away a lot of people resisted it so much that that they just left the business i know it's funny i mean most of the things that i've done like the the career path i've taken is not you know close to the camera so i don't so it it affects me way less right other than it seems like, especially in a still world, because I did a lot with Charlie Brooks mm-hmm. that we were just talking about earlier. Um, I mean, we did a lot for...
for, um, I used to build these massive sets for um, Crossville ceramics. Mm. I mean, like if they had tile that they wanted to look like a kitchen. I mean, I literally, like it was massive sets of like kitchen, I'd go get kitchen cabinets. I mean, I would style <laughs> a whole kitchen just for this tile floor. And that somehow because of digital went away. Yeah, it seems like the, I don't know, I working for Michael Underwood like I did for so long, I just, I, I saw how intentional he was about every single thing that he did. And oh, he so di- didn't just roll God. the camera for no reason. Oh, you know, there so was good. there was intention behind everything. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that kind of mentality comes from film being expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and you don't just want that is part of it, being you know. And so now you can kind of get it wrong, and that's okay as long as you get it right one time while you're spraying this thing down with a digital camera. Yeah, and it, it doesn't and cost for you sure, because I, what I say about Michael Underwood every time I talk about him is he was the one hundred percent best in pre-production. Mm. He had so many, and that. I miss that. I, I really miss that. Yeah. And 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 I, I'll tell you, productions miss that because you get. I think if they if you put more work in ahead of time in pre production, which I know nobody has a lot of time or money to put those things together, but then your productions wouldn't be as long now. I mean, mm-hmm. just things would be ironed out because yeah. that's what he did. Yep. Like he, you would have. You know, your department heads there and you would really hash out how things were going to go. And you would have when you got to set, you had such a good feeling about the way it was. Everything mm-hmm. was going to play out. And that, that that was so valuable. Absolutely. He he adopted the fix it in pre <laughs> kind of mentality. So right. <laughs> you yes. know, and it was frustrating for me because he was really like my first my he was the first person who really kind of showed me how production was meant to be done. And then when I would go and, and freelance and work on other shoots, I would get frustrated because I'm like, guys, mm-hmm. do you not have this figured out yet? <laughs> my oh, my man Underwood over here oh, had this figured out daily, totally, ago, you know? Totally same feeling. And it can, and it just, it, it, uh, you can maximize the quality and the quantity of stuff that you're getting if you have mm-hmm. a good plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful to have seen that mm-hmm. in action because um, we, I, th- I still think Pop Fizz does an amazing job with with pre production. Chris, Kristen, yes, kills yes. it. Kristen kills, kills it. it. Our other producers kill kills it. it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But outside of that, like I, I, and I, miss a- I mean, the Amy, people you Ashley, have, the yeah. staff you have is yes, they're impeccable. Right, absolutely. Uh, but outside of that, I, I really, I really miss that just that focus on details and yeah. and all that because it. I mean, seems just like- that round table. Like every, he would get everybody up there. You know, when his office was tantrum there on on Jackson, you'd sit around that table mm-hmm. and. Um, and then when Al, when he and Alex were, I mean, Alex was with him. Did you know Al? You knew mm-hmm. Alex, right? No. Ben. Who was the guy that he started the company with, though? No, Alex um, was before. Um, Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alex was. Alex was Davis Newman Payne. Okay. Alex was, um, and before that was Twyla. Alex like, Alexander? Twyla Stein. Yes. Oh, okay. Twyla Stein was even before Alex. I and, met Alex. I worked a job with her that came to town. She lives in Florida, I think now. She lives in uh, Defineac Springs. Defineac Springs, Springs Florida. She's like, yeah. I still stay very close with Alex. She, she is my mentor. Like, mm. she, Alex is who I got all my skill of learning location how to do location scouting or production coordination or like alex taught us all like i mean ross brought this company yeah i mean or ross brought this business to this town alex brought what it what it is to be a location manager a production manager a producer like alex impeccably organized like she's another one that should be have a golden statue up there for sure yeah along with Michael and him being just the you know director and DP and organizational person <laughs> extraordinaire I mean you can't say enough about him either but I mean there's I mean there was just so many people that created this world for the people that are here now yeah it's amazing to think about when I hear you talk about 
Kennedy Maxwell, for instance, you worked there is about the same size as. I know he was wonderful. Yes. Yeah, as, about the same as size as, as us. Yes. And, yes. you know, just to think yes. that even though it was a big part of everybody's life and kept a lot of people busy for a long time, it's, you know, it's still, it, it happened and it's gone mm-hmm. now. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard to think about like that because you, you, you want to believe that what you're doing is going to last forever. But I still have a coffee cup. Really? Kennedy Maxwell and the jacket. I had, and I, the other day I was looking through pictures because I had a, a death in the family. And you know how you go through faint pictures looking so you can put together the... Put the scrap, the sc- yeah. video scrapbook yeah. together. And of course, like I'm looking for pictures of my sister-in-law, but I come across this box of pictures of years of shoots. And of course, I'm sitting on my downstairs basement floor, like like going through all, like <laughs> pictures of like being... Like then of Ken Maxwell of uh, stuff with Ross Television with Jerry and Dave uh, uh, McCauley yeah and um, with his steady cam you know just I mean all I mean just it, it's crazy I have, was like oh my god these pictures are great have you seen I don't know I, I I've always wondered if I always felt like when I started to get into business everybody was very welcoming and not really not really nervous that you were going to come take their job but more excited that there were new people that were going to help carry this torch well i mean when i started as a location doing locations like nobody did that like i kind of created that whole thing a little bit like other than than Alex Alex had been the one and she kind of passed the torch because she was doing she was producing and everything so she kind of you know she definitely taught me how to do that but nobody else was being just like a location scout Mm. I mean she was always a location scout producer but she so I kind of I feel like a lot of that was um, I kind of kind of made my own way like yeah. that. I mean, there's other people that do it in town for sure. And mm-hmm. um, but you made it your thing. Yeah. Well, was it was it at before it was something that a producer did, and you kind of noticed that it was needed to be its own job. I don't even know how. I mean, it kind of. I honestly don't even know how. It happened. I mean, when I went out as a freelancer, I was doing, like I said, everything. Like I would do makeup and I mean, people would hire me to do, I mean, this sounds crazy, but they would hire me to do makeup and script notes or mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they were smaller productions. And um, then, uh, you know, I might do, um, you know, props and wardrobe, yeah. you know, which that goes yeah. together a lot. But so... I mean, uh, there were, I would do, you know, two or three things maybe, but because it was, it was a small community, but I mean, I I mean, that was great for me because I I mean, I worked a lot, Mm. I worked a lot. And, um, but I just, after I had my kids and everything, I just think I just really found that location scouting was what I did best. And, um, seemed like it got more and more like people were needing that and they Mm. were um so i started advertising it more you know and just contacting production companies and being sure like you know um reaching out like i'm a location scout you know instead of just saying like i'm a a multi-tasked person Mm. that does anything you need Mm -hmm. i'm a location scout so that's probably been like i said i've been i've been in this business 40 years but i would say 20 20 of it 20 to 25 i've i've been just a scout yeah locations manager too and then you what you do at that point when you're a freelancer you sign up with like the tennessee film commission Mm. and and so i got a lot of out out of town gigs calling for locations and i learned a lot believe me i've made a lot of mistakes like i have learned from my mistakes so you would have companies come in from out of town and then they're used to like this big California or New York. So I, I've learned a lot through those. That's great though, too, that we have, I don't know, that, that we have this infrastructure here where we can absorb that hit when a production company comes in from New York, LA, Austin has sent some, Atlanta sends people up every now and then. Uh, and, and they come and, and they hire our freelancers and our freelancers 
mm-hmm. learn yeah. a lot. And they then learn. they bring it back to the pop physics of the world. But they also represent well. Yeah, they, they represent do. very well. There's I mean, pride. we have a great, great group of freelancers and mm. they're learning more and more every day to where, I mean, and they, it's just, I mean, I think, I don't think that we, come across like we don't know what we're doing well like we know what right. we're doing in this town sam worked on a movie last year and they said that the, the director brought him aside an established director and said man i think you're the best sound man i've ever worked with in my life well i have to say i agree i know <laughs> he's, he's he but takes pride in his work knows he's representing the rest of us too goes out there and kicks ass and, and what's y'all's attitudes too i mean if you're happy if you're happy on set and you're enjoying being on set like it, it bleeds. It ble- I mean, it goes through the whole everybody. Yeah, it's 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 really easy to get one off the rails by one person mm. being loud and upset. And I might have been McFlurry before, but I'm not sure. <laughs> what, McFlurry. That name was given to me by charity <laughs> for having uh for 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 having little temper tantrums t- or, about or, locations. You know, I'm very picky well, about it, everything that happens on locations because I'm represent like I'm taking care of a person's home. You are stewarding so if someone. One thing else. goes off the like if I get something going wrong, I can kind of I might get it. So they named me McFlurry. <laughs> Said I that it. I get a little that I like. But but they it's respectful. It's kind of a respectful name. I mean, they say like I get like whoa, like I go crazy, but then I rein it in and I don't hold any grudges. Like I'm like, bring I'll, it back in. I always you're always about the happiest person at the end of the day when when we're rapping. And I don't know how because you've got to watch. I still got two two hours of work. Oh yeah, that's right. You do. You're like, the first one. You're the first one there and the last one that's, to leave. I know. So. I, you know, I, I think we know what, uh, what a location scout and a location manager does, but like, can you take me through like the whole job from beginning to end and what it, what it means if a production company comes to you and says, Hey, we need a location for a shoot. Well, say, so I get a call like from a company, say they're coming in from out of town. They're the first thing they want me to do is like, say they're looking for, um, smoky mountain footage. Okay. Or and um, you know a play a vista or so they want me to you know know they want to know if I have any any footage you know any or any any pictures in my files mm. um, and if I do just to do a file pull and send them what I have and then we kind of start there like so they'll be like you know well I like this place this place looks good do you have do you have anything else in this area. And so then that leads to most of the time, especially for the Smokies, because um, time of year. Fall. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, say they want spring and mm. all I have is pictures of fall of that certain location. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go out and do like what what the place looks like now. Right. Or um, they might want a cabin that's near that vista. So yeah. I'm going to go and like I did a huge uh, scout for Mercedes Benz. That was gonna be. It's called. Um, it was called a. It was a a whole little story about this car. Like it was. Um, I can't remember the video something. And they, but it it was beautiful. Like it is something that I'm really proud of because they did did it at, at your aunt's place yeah. or your godmother's place. Yeah. Some of it there, um, but. That that was a very extensive shoot because they wanted lots of places with running footage. We did it on the Foothills Parkway. The park worked with us, and we closed Shh. sections of the new section of the Foothills Parkway. Some of the most beautiful car footage you'd see. Like, we would get the the Smoky Mountains, and it had, like, all the fog down in the lower. Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. And um, that was really hard. I bet. And it was um, it was it it was hard with the park and even when we were in doing it because i mean it got crowded more crowded than they thought it would be like a lot of things happened yeah but um that just that had so many and we closed downtown knoxville like they wanted to only have mercedes benz on the streets Mm. you know because i know some other productions companies that'll go out there and on they they do a lot of car commercials 
and they will go out there on a Sunday afternoon and just like use both lanes and, you know, not not really, you know, get police or anything involved. They just do it at a very, very low um, volume for traffic. But I paid like, you know, $8,000 to shut the city of Knoxville down on a Saturday morning, really, or a Sunday Sunday morning, really early because we had... 18 police officers mm-hmm. we that were closing off every single road because they didn't want any cars coming up there that weren't Mercedes. They didn't want any cars parked. We had to mark off every single bag. Bag and every meter. We had to bag every meter. <laughs> yeah. And yes, we had to bag every meter. But then we had to have somebody run in and pull the bags right before, before we the shot. shot. <laughs> because they didn't want anybody parked there. Because they didn't want to see any other cars but right. Mercedes. It was it was complicated and it was I mean, I definitely have to say that's one of my proudest moments because that was a hard shoot and I worked I with a lot of people on that one. I bet. And then so aside from finding these locations, you kinda have to be the the steward for them too and make sure that this out of town production company who doesn't have a dime in it, so to speak, doesn't come and ruin a house or uh, you know, they don't care. You have to be the one that cares, right? You right. got to be the steward for whatever you're doing. I mean, it's your relationship with the city of Knoxville right. that you're putting on the line. You can't have a bunch of guys come in town, right. act awful, and expect right. we have to still work here after they leave. Right. Well, and that doesn't always work that way. I know. I mean, people that come into town, and I mean, they're paying me and the city a whole lot of money, and I mean, sometimes they're they're not nice, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm really fortunate that the people that I work with locally in town are great. They're great. I mean, uh, I just I have to say, I mean, everybody I work with here is great. And they un- they they really appreciate what I do. Like, I mean, it's taken a while to for them to understand, but they do appreciate that there is a location manager. There is somebody that deals with all everything from the beginning like all the paperwork like the producer can concentrate on other things that Mm -hmm. are important in the shoot which is lots and so everything to do with the location is dealt with by me and so you know that you're going to get a parking map you know that you're going to you know know where everything's going to be set up when you get to the house and um you know that at the end of the day everything's going to be cleaned and the homeowner's going to be happy and um, the homeowner is, I mean, I, I, they've all, they, I, t- I do take very good care of my homeowners and they, and that's why I have such an extensive file mm-hmm. because people, they, they know I take care of their house and they um, appreciate it and they will let me come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's what, that's what I think blew my mind is like your portfolio of homes and locations that you have interiors, exteriors. It's so extensive. I was talking to Ryan Levinson and uh, he was talking about just uh, inventory for houses, like what's on the market. He said there's only 1,200 houses on the market in Knoxville in the MLS at a given time. The inventory is so low right now. But I, man, I feel like I feel like I've looked through some of your files that have, that have just lot. about that I many know. houses. They, in it. It's I crazy. have a lot. I mean, I have a, a I mean, over a hundred, I would say, and uh, I mean, I, and um, the fact of that is, all those people trust me. Mm-hmm. Like they will allow me back to their house. They trust me that I'm going to take care of their house. I'm not saying things don't happen. I mean, things have happened. Yeah. But I immediately have, um, like, I have guys that that help me, and immediately if something happened, you know, they're in there the next week repairing it, getting it sure. back to normal. To I, yeah. I wish we would have had you in a, a shoot in, uh, in uh, I think it was Raleigh or Durham. It, we, sh- we were shooting with Love It or List It, the HGTV folks. And uh, we we had one of the still photographers pulled his van into the driveway and it cracked the driveway <laughs> in a brand new in a brand new build. It was loaded down. It was a grip. It was like a grip truck loaded down. And oh, we were God. like, oh. I don't even know what. What, what, where I don't do you even know where to what start? you would do because yeah. I mean my husband's a builder, yeah. you know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've like I was talking to him about that la- just like last year, six months ago, when he finished a big house, 
And he was talking about how their driveway, or was it their driveway or their front porch? Anyway, something concrete had poured. And concrete is just, you know, yeah. it just does what it's in. And I was like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, and so cracks in concrete and all, I mean, that that that's pretty major. Yeah, I, I thought I so too. I don't know what you would do. Like, I don't. Oh. I don't know what we did. We went and met with the locations manager the next morning on our way out of yeah. town, and she was like, "Poor girl." I know. Poor I know. girl. And I think I know that girl. Y'all like her a lot. She's love a good her. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. The Velvet Hammer. Yeah, she's a it's good her girl. Yeah, and I mean, I I know that Kristen liked her a lot, but yeah. man, that that was harsh on her. That's yeah, harsh. I'm sure because <laughs> I mean that house might be out of your book next time, you know, or you, and and also like I don't. I don't know, man. I, I would be so nervous and so stressed with with all all of the implications of messing up somebody's stuff. So I appreciate you uh, being there well, to take care of it. Part of it is the homeowner. Like, you can't do it unless you're pretty chill. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're somebody that is, like, just super anxious about things at your house. You're you not can, even Like, do I've it. done it. Like, I've done it at people's. Like, I've had friends that have been like, I want to, I want you to do it at my, mm -hmm. and one time, done. Like, yeah. I would never go back because mm -hmm. they're so anxious the whole time I'm there about everything that's going on. And you just, that, that make, it's just yeah. not a comfortable situation. That doesn't work either. I mean, you have to, you have to find people that want to do it mm -hmm. as well. So when did you, so you said you've been about 20, 20 years doing the Swiss army knife stuff where you did everything. And then about the 20, 20 more in the, in the locations game. So was there a reason that you decided to switch and decide, Hey, I've got to say that this is what I do in order to continue doing this. Or was it just, a, you saw the need and took it? Well, I think I was just, I, I was good at it. Like, mm. I think I'm very directional and, um, great with I mean I probably could have been a really good real estate agent at some mm. like I love um homes and um yeah married to a builder you get it you yeah, get the how you, yeah. you you speak house so I mean I and I just think that I'm observant like I mean I you know I joke with because I always tell I every tax time comes around and I'm like I could deduct every single mile in my car Right. You know, but they're like, mm, red flag can't do that, you know? Yeah. So I have to like business and per like I have to, but the truth is every time I'm in that car, I am looking, I'm always looking and, you know, so I'm always scouting. Like, yeah. it's like, I can get a job and somebody's like, we need a red barn. So for two weeks, I'm looking for a red barn or a week or however long for a project. But then, like, I find the red barn, and it's pretty good. They and they they shoot the project there for six months. I will look for a red barn, mm. just because, like, every time, everywhere, I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a red barn. That would have been great. Like, it's just st stays with me, like, hangs on me. Um, so, I mean, it, you're so you're always looking for a location. <laughs> It's always, uh, I just think, I think part of it was I got tired of carrying the makeup cases around. I got tired of loading all the props. So I thought, well, this is going to be easier, but now I'll just load <laughs> all the mats. You know how many yeah, mats in, I have, and you know how I am about my mats. I'm very picky about my mats. I, was, I know I was that's wondering... a big joke with everybody, too. <laughs> Mats. You you won't let us in the house till the mats are down. Oh, the mats and don't pick them up. Like, yeah. do not pick them up while I like like. There's yes, a I lot. Don't, I don't. There's move a lot of rules with the mats. I don't move a mat without asking you. That's right. right I'll get on there's the walkie. Of, there's a lot of rules. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't make me put booties on to walk in here to do this tonight. I thought I you, like booties. Yeah, and I've got some really awesome booties now. The ones that are the all strung ones. together. Yeah, yes. those are nice. Yes, I do. I like have. those are those are reusable. line. Yes, they are. Yeah. I like wash them, <laughs> clean them. They're expensive, so unless they have holes, they're getting reused. Yeah. So uh, I remember you found. Speaking of red barns. Uh, I did a lot of barn stuff with you when yeah. you were, was it Patchwork? Patchwork, yeah, yes. my, my company before Still Pop in Fizz. my computer. Oh, good. You found me some sweet barns. Yes. I met some great people. Yes, the May, um, the Mayfields. We yeah. went to the Mayfields barn. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yes. <laughs> that was a cool place. That was a really cool place in they Cleveland. Too cool. Too cool. It was in a Athens, like Athens, Sweetwater. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, I think it's at wherever the, wherever the, um, 
wherever they make the milk. Yeah. So it was, um, they had that really big one. And mm -hmm. then they had that one that was the his wood working barn. Yeah. Oh, they were beautiful. They were yeah. beautiful. Yeah, so you're never turning it off then. You're always looking looking around. I, I've noticed that. I can ask you about just about anything. And you're like, it, about some building I've seen, you're like, this building? No, that the one next door to it. You're like, oh yeah, that, that one went up and whatever. It's it's amazing. You're like a you're like a, an encyclopedia of every building. I, lo <laughs> I, lo I love I love what I do. I do like what I do. It's well, good. it's it's very it's it's necessary, and you're kind of the. I mean, I don't know of anybody else who does it, or at least at the level that you do. So it's 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 nice that it's well, not a crowded space. <laughs> well, it's like I'm I'm start I'm think I'm I'm changing a little bit though, Ben. I'm opening a gift store in the old city. Yeah. That's gonna be sweet. I know. Are it's you... gonna be super cool. Really different from anything that anybody so I mean, I'm hoping to get staff in place and be able to still, you know, still do mm. my do some location so stuff. So you're but not it's retiring take me. on me. No, I think it's gonna take like a couple months. I like I, right now I'm still doing some file pulls and I've got like I've got a shoot next week and I'm still doing some file pulls, but I'll probably be offset for two or three months because of you know having to be at the mm -hmm. store and get the vibe of the store and make sure I have some staff in place that can be there when I yeah. actually have a shoot because you know fall ramps up and get falls the busiest time for me mm. and um is it because out of town companies are coming in to shoot a lot the of out of town come in and I don't know I just think pe uh, people are using their budgets and so yeah. they're just like they're shooting like crazy it's slow right now now's a tough time of year it seems well, like it everybody's has been last year because I I also got my COVID compliance license and I was a COVID oh, officer last that's year. That's right. So I, I had the biggest year I've ever had ever in television last year. But it was a lot of COVID stuff at the beginning of the year. And for whatever reason, I mean, I think because people had been shut down for COVID last year, I never had a slow period. Never. Yeah. It was never slow. It, yeah. It seems like the... The money that was not spent during mm -hmm. production on mm -hmm. COVID didn't go away. Right. It just got paused. It transferred paused into the next year. Into the next yeah. year. And we had a super busy. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, and and uh, the thing about last year is it wasn't only crazy. It just shoots became really long. And some of that was Zoom mm. because you had to deal with so. Remote uh, clients. It was hard. You, that you was had, hard. instead of your clients sitting in Video Village yes. watching and saying, yes, I love this. They're sitting in their uh, apartment in New York. Yes, w watching on their computer with you yes. know a little bit and, of lag time, and, and everybody had to have their input, and so that took time. And that's then that's it would go point. down. Technically, you'd have a mm -hmm. technical. I mean, it, and and so what would usually be like a long thirteen hour day became a long sixteen hour day. And, and to your point, you're the first one there and the last one to leave yes. too. Yes, so it was it was hard. So. Um, last fall, I kind of took a self-care trip and decide, was like, do I want to, and you know, I have family, I have a dog. Like, I mean, being away from the house, because when you're on a shoot, it's not like being at an office 16 hour days and you can walk down the street and get your lunch or get your dinner right. or run home to let your dog out. You are there. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way we all know that are in this business. When you're on a shoot, you're there. Like mm -hmm. you don't leave. You get, they bring the meals in and all that. So that was just like, I just do, I want to be, you know, do that, you know, and I'm not on a shoot every day. Like, but it was just, it just became really long. And I just, so I own this building in the old city. And I just thought, well, and I had a, I have a really good friend who also owns a retail, and she was like, you need to open a gift store. It's going to be a cool gift store. It's going to be really cool. It's going to have a little bit of everything, like men's, women's, outside, beer, coffee, jewelry, mm. kids, pets. I mean, a little bit of everything. Is there anything like it that you could compare it to? Uh, no? I'm, I don't. I mean... That I would know. I mean, Bliss is probably has a lot of things, mm -hmm. but I would say it's gonna like it's gonna be really funky. It's gonna have 
I mean, my, like my vibe. Like you? Like a little, little bit boho? Like, yes. Oh, yes. It is. It yeah. will be. I love it'll it. have some real edgy stuff. It'll have some real edgy cards and funny stuff. Yeah. Hilarious, hilarious detail. When I went on my self-care trip, I went to the Outer Banks of North Carolina, went to this gift store, laughed my way through the whole thing. Because really? they had like all these funny, just funny tea towels, funny coasters, <laughs> funny. And I just laugh. I mean, like nasty kind of funny yeah. stuff. And um, I just thought, I want somebody to come into a store Love the music. Have a cup of coffee. Maybe, Maybe a glass like, of champagne. <laughs> Maybe. Not selling. Yeah. Just like, just, you know, uh, be in your happy place and laugh yourself and, you know, because you're seeing all these funny things and listening to great music and... So it'll be a fun place to be. And I think that part of town in the next... Yes, the baseball stadium, yeah. baseball, soccer, event stadium that's literally being like two blocks right behind me. It'll be built. They're building those huge condo, uh, the uh, stockyard or right behind us. Is so that behind Barley's right there? Yes. And that's right. I mean, yeah. we, share, we share the fire lane with them. So yeah. it's like right behind me. The Crozier is right there. Yeah. You know, the Southern Grit, the um, Fin 2, like all... Um, uh, Jesse's restaurant, the um, the Wolf Kazan, Bro Wolf or oh, oh yeah. Um, are you talking about uh, st st what's it called, the Wolf Brother thing, or no? You're talking about Kaizen? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that and um, just I mean all those places like Sunday brunch and dinners. Mm. Like I mean I'm gonna be open a couple of nights because people have yeah have dinner. They come out after having some wine. They want to go shopping. Yeah, and so. I bet holidays will kill it and. Yes, and all that so. and so but oh. it sounds like it's gonna be a lot different than Rolla, which is right down oh, the street i know i mean it's it just helps everybody yeah. like the more retail it's a destination to come georgia vogel is down there with honey mouth the leather place which mm -hmm. is if you have not gone and bought your wife something leather from that shop no go do it where is it? it is mod and great right down from um the uh um the glass place oh, right next pretentious? yeah right down from uh, pretentious there's a and, leather shop there now i didn't know uh-huh and um kind of where um crown and goose used to be right mm -hmm. there uh it's uh, she's it's she does some okay. rock and stuff i'll have it's to really have good. To check it out yeah what's that and then the bike store is there yeah. and then the wine store corks is there yeah. good golly there's is a there butcher Hawk? Butcher, Hinhawk is right, right, literally. And then, um, of course, Old City Java, Awaken across the, around the way. I mean. And you'll get um, to close before the nightlife gets all crazy, too. Well, right? I'll close most, you know, some nights at six, but Thursday, Friday and Saturday, I'll be open till till eight or nine because yeah. I want I want the dinner crowd. Yeah, I mean, want, I want yeah. people to come out of dinner and want to spend some money. Yeah. <laughs> What's it going to be called? It's called Bethy Lou's Fabulous Gift Store. That goes back to when I was a kid. My grandparents called me Bethy Lou. So I, it, I mean, literally it happened at a bar with my best friend, Paula, drinking wine and talking about my self-care trip. And she's, <laughs> I just happened to mention that. And she was like, we need to call it. It, I mean, and it never changed. Like she said, let's call it this. And it just never stuck. changed. Yeah. Uh, are you going to go down to the Mart in Atlanta and do some shopping down I there? I did Dallas. I did Dallas <laughs> yeah. in January. And we did Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I mean, when you're in this business, you have to go to the Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were we were uh, working with the Glitterville guys, and uh, which was amazing. But they were telling me they're in like they're in Minneapolis. They're uh, they have a showroom in Dallas and all these markets. L.A. has a big one too, apparently. Yes. Um, you can go buy all your stuff wholesale. People come from all over the world, mm -hmm. right, to to, to mm -hmm. these showrooms and make Atlanta, big orders. Las Vegas, mm. L.A., Dallas. But yeah. it's going to be it cool. Make it a fun trip. You're still going to be able to dabble in locations a little uh, bit. Yeah, if you can. I mean, I hope so. As long as people in in that business will have me, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I literally got a comp a call from your company today. Mm -hmm to do a file awesome. pool so awesome and was letting them know that i probably wouldn't be on set but you've got a good team that you trust too that you've worked mm, with in the past P people wonderful that, yeah so because sometimes young you super energetic rindy 
Yes. Uh, she's she's the bomb. Mm-hmm, she is sure. the bomb. She is. Yes. And sometimes it'll happen, though, when you have two shoots, you can't be two places at the same time. Right. So you gotta... I know. haven't been able to clone myself yet, but <laughs> poor people that would get involved in that. But uh, it is, uh, yeah, she's she's great. I mean, and then there's other people around that, um, you know, would are, you know, also um, just have great skill and would be able to help as in locations. So I, I mean, I feel like I there'll be I'll, a big well, vacuum left if you if if you if you leave Beth, we can't we can't well, have you go away completely. Well, you just have to come shop. Yeah, you, drink a glass of wine with me yeah. in the store. You got to at least wean us off off of, of you a little bit. You know? I will, but I mean, someday, Ben, like, honey, I am not getting any younger. So, was it hard to do? I couldn't imagine um, freelancing right now with having two kids and you know needing steady income but also you know need the long hours um, the long hours was that tough hard. with kids well i mean my kids are are, are gone but i mean you were freelancing Audrey, when they were little oh when right? they were little yeah. yes 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 how hard was i mean that? i just have a patient husband i yeah. mean i have a great husband like he um uh you know he fixed dinner many a night and um you know they just understand, like, if you were to interview my kids right here, they would, you know, I'm sure they would be able to unload a lot of uh, pent-up uh, frustration, <laughs> like, mom, like, I not being there. and But they, you know, I probably missed some Baseball games night. and stuff. Oh, I never missed those. Are you, you kidding? No. Baseball? <laughs> no, I'm sure I did. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did. But you know me. I love some baseball. Yeah. I love... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably miss some stuff, but, you know, it's funny how life kind of works out, you know? I mean, it's also, like I said, like, it's really gotten to be long hours lately. Like, it didn't used to be these kind of long mm. hours. Like, many a times I would get out in time to go run to the baseball game when yeah. it's still going. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it wasn't, it's just been recent that I'm worked till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, we got to do better than that, Beth. We gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta no. get, well, get get the zoom, get the zoom to keep from crashing. So we. Well, can... I think that thing is. I don't think that's. I think that's sort of starting to go away. Is it? I don't know. I think it's like anything else. I think people are getting used to it. And really, well, maybe it, so. it'll just get better and better, though. I mean, you know, technology just gets better, and so. Well, if you don't have to fly a producer to Knoxville from to from New York, yeah. to be here, and they can just sit. At home well, and and I, I think they everybody like it's a it's a learning curve. So they'll learn how to be better at Zoom as mm -hmm. well. So yeah, and hopefully they'll start missing being on set because there is some kind of there vibe a, or there high. Is, there is there is a high. There's an energy and there. So I mean, and then you know, it's like one of the companies I work in. They always like they have great teams here, but they would always want to go out of town and shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, because they got out of town and yeah. so they got yeah. to go out and be in a new town and on and so so you know the producer the, the the clients will end up wanting to come back I mean I was I did a uh, a shoot last week and there were more there were more clients on that that set mm. than I've seen good. since before COVID good that's that's really good because I was there was like eight, and that's that's yeah, yeah. That's like the old days, yes. Comtex, yes. and everybody sitting in their director's yes. chairs, and yes. yeah, I need yes. that. I need that yes. back because that's part yes. of the ecosystem was, too. Yes. That's there part was of no Zoom at all. Mm -hmm. There was a video village. Yep. There was a video village. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm I'm super pumped that things are starting to level back out, and we're starting to get back to the kind of work that we've done uh, in years past, and I'm just. I'm so lucky that there's, I feel like we are as a town so lucky that there's people like you who have been doing this for such a long time and are, are just total pros that could work anywhere that have just nurtured this, this little corner of the world to, to be what it is and to be a, a space that's welcoming and also very professional. Well, it, it is beautiful here mm -hmm. in this area, not only yep. the mountains, but the city of Knoxville. And the city of Knoxville is so easy to shoot in. They're so welcoming with Kurt being here, here Kurt Willis. And yes. just, um, you know, they're, I mean, th they're strict about 
the way, you know, the, to make sure that we take care of the town. But they're also very, I mean, we, I did a shoot uh, last summer uh, for a Food Network commercial that came here from California. It wasn't a show. It was a commercial for a show. So it mm. was um, a network. Uh, com- so it was a big, big, huge budget. And um, 70 people on the crew. And a production managed that. But that producer has continued. He works um, a lot with um, Charity, one of our lo- locals. She's been off to work in Chicago and in Tampa and just happened to work with this guy, Austin. And he called me not too long ago. He's going to bring two movies here this spring. He Austin? Thinks. Um, Austin Sepulveda is his name. He's from California. Oh, okay. And he um, is a producer and he's producing two movies and he wants to bring them here because he's like, ah, it is so awesome to shoot right there in Knoxville. Everybody, like all your supports, all, all the support is so great. Every support system that you have, like all your your crew and just so easy to shoot here location-wise. Mm-hmm. Much cheaper than to shoot in California, but also just welcoming. Yeah. I, I've, you know, shooting in New York, shooting in New Orleans even, shooting in Especially if you have company moves throughout a throughout a day, or if you're shooting in Manhattan, for instance, it's just, there's nothing easy about it Mm-mm. ever, and that's what I love so much about about here is that, to your point, we have the we have the crew, we have the freelance infrastructure, we have about two good everything's. We've got about except location managers, we only have one of those. <laughs> We've got about two great gaffers, two great key grips, and you know, two great camera assistants. So we've got enough for you know enough to crew up a, a, a movie or another show. And I'm just waiting for the secret to get out. Uh and, and people like like Austin that you mentioned that are like, oh, hey man, Austin. hey, I I'll tell you what, Knoxville is a place on to staff go. with you all. No, I was, I was talking about your guy, oh, Austin, Sepulveda, that guy is, and he calls me, like he, he touches base with me a lot about things. He, he almost bought, brought a big thing here for, um, um, uh, not Lifetime, uh, but another like big Oxygen network, network like it was for, it was for, a, um, like a big Halloween thing. Mm. And it was going to need a cul-de-sac. Like it was going to need, you were going to need a road that was a Mm cul-de-sac in a neighborhood. And you were going to decorate all these houses with Halloween, Mm -hmm. like about three on each side. And then you would get down to the Mm cul-de-sac and one would be decorated with Christmas. It was for (laughs) a big um, 24 days of Christmas on um, that. uh, Whatever uh, network it was. And um he and so it didn't end up coming to fruition, but it was it would have been a really cool thing yeah. to scout. Like how cool, like to find a subdivision mm-hmm. where everybody, all those houses would have been in yeah. on it. That would have been cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering when the day is going to come when when people just realize that this is the place they need to just bring everything. It's cheaper, it's better, cheaper, mm-hmm. and just it, they haven't been tainted by. I mean, it seems to me like even Nashville. I did a scout in January in Nashville for a school for schools and um that actually went really well but and i and i'm very much in contact with a guy that is a scout in nashville um d butler and he's fabulous and we really work a lot together like he'll send stuff my way and i'll send stuff his way um but it seems like nashville has gotten like i mean i think it's you know it's just harder to find places there yeah, I think it will work with you. Right. I, yeah, I think kind of jaded is the term that I keep thinking of because uh, when you work these, these, you know, work on movies and production companies that come in and out of town and, you know, it's just easy to, to get burnt out and, and you, you get, uh, I think you get this like propensity to protect yourself and to not really be easy to work with maybe because you don't want to be vulnerable or taken advantage of by an out-of-town production company. You can see it when you go into markets where people are grateful to work and they're, hey, glad Mm -hmm. you're here. What can I do for you? I want to be a great representative of the town. But then you go to some markets where people are just, you know, burn out and jaded a little bit by by the 
I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think that really, especially when you're looking for locations, mm. because they have been really burnt. Uh, yeah. By, and, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and. And somebody, you know, they're they're if they if they've had a bad experience or somebody's damaged their house, they're not going to do it again. Yeah. It's not worth even, um, you know, the couple thousand dollars you're going to get paid. It's just not worth it. Yeah, makes good sense. Beth, what all what all have we have we missed with your story and with uh, with this whole world, this crazy production world? I, I asked I asked somebody the other day that was getting into production. I was like. What ha- What? What in the world has gone wrong in your life that made you want to get into this business? <laughs> because oh gosh, it's just ben. crazy. It's oh, just... Ben. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. <laughs> I would not even put it that way. I think 100% this is the path my life was le- was supposed to lead. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I am not a desk person. I could never be clock into a clock i could never like the fact that i can work in a um uh you know like a bean plant or a <laughs> oak or like over where the atoms are separated <laughs> and then or in a diner the next day shooting yeah. a commercial like the fact just you know every single day i would be in a different you know location or scouting a different location you know calling people and going and scouting like having a scout day where i scout like six homes in a day just to be in my files you know or um you know the next day i'm up in the smoky mountains doing running footage on the Phil's parkway you know it's i've just I, I every day being different is i think the only way i could live my life uh as we talked about i wasn't great i tried to do college wasn't great <laughs> at it so I'm an, I'm a very tactile learner. I learn on the job and I've learned, I've made many mistakes in this business. I've done all kinds of stuff. I worked for a year. I did was lucky that when I went first went out as a product in as a freelancer, leaving when I left Kennedy Maxwell, like in 91, I w- did a whole lot of work with unsolved mysteries there mm. out of California. And Robert they, Stack. Is that, is that? Uh, that wasn't him. That was, um, uh, I didn't do that part though, but it was, uh, we did all the reenactment stuff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And so I would be in Houston or in Mobile or in Atlanta or in New Orleans and, you know, just did a lot. I got lucky and got in with them and would, but I learned so much by doing some really stupid stuff. You know, I just, <laughs> uh, you know, I just was really green you know, and um, uh, met some great people who I got along with wonderfully, and they just took me under their wing. And I learned, I would say, 80% of what I know about the production company it, it, working with them because really? they were big. Like they were, that was big production. And I had never, you know, worked and I learned a lot and met a lot of really awesome people. It's such. I'm I'm like you, Beth. Schooled in just me in school. I went to as much as I had to. Uh, but the the getting in there and doing the work in in the production world, there's just something. There's some high that you get from mm-hmm. doing it. There's something this like when you just accomplished the things that we pull off uh, in a day. You feel like you've known these people for a lifetime at the end of a three day shoot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you have the, a bond for yeah, sure. You you do, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a special. It's a really special. It's a special thing, and that's a, that's the part that got me. They got me hooked on it. Was, we do. Was I mean, I'm feeling. blessed. I mean, I'm super blessed to have had 40 years in this business. I mean, I hope that. Um, I hope it's a legacy I'm leaving. You know that people remember me. You know when I'm gone, and you know and. Uh, because, I mean, I, I was here, you know, right in the beginning, you know, right when, the whole you know, thing Ross started. and Ken Maxwell were start, had their production companies and then started into the cable bit television business. And now here I am doing social content. And <laughs> nuts with the, with the camera on <laughs> its side <laughs> now. To, for a, so it's shaped like your phone. It's nuts. It's, it's amazing. I mean, if there's anybody who's, 
seen it all and and seen it all from from Knoxville. I mean, you've kind of watched it all. Happen. I wish you. I wish you could get Ross on here and talk to him. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've tried. It just so didn't much. work out. Yeah, yeah he's going to work out. Yeah, and uh, then um, you should try to get Susan though because like, she's I'd done makeup on that. so many people. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've worked with, I mean, I've worked with Dolly, you know, mm -hmm. and I've, I've met Dolly. I've been one-on-one -on -one with Dolly. That is like stuff that like I will never forget because no. I did props on her, the video that's at Dollywood and was at her home place mm. by myself putting stuff back in place. And she just shows up with her best friend, Judy. And here it's the three of us there and that, you just know. Just hanging out? Yeah. It was crazy. Never going to forget that, are you? Never. I have a picture. Never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot. It's been some great times. Alex Haley, where got to work with him. Didn't he have a library or something like that? Uh, yeah, that fought this big, beautiful farm with a cantilever barn. We did a lot of interviews with him up yeah. there in, like, Norris. Yeah, yeah. Anderson County. Another, an, another just... Probably right behind Dolly when you think of this oh, this I mean, area. Oh, he's just amazing. Yeah. Is, is that his statue at Morningside yes. Park? Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Well, Beth, I'm so glad we got to do this. Me I'm too, really man. glad and thank I'll, you. Yeah. Thank, for having me. Thank you for having me. And I mean mean that in and thanks for being so welcoming and bringing all of us that have come up behind you into the business and taking good care of us because we wouldn't know what to do without you. Well, that's sweet to say, but it's this the interview. I, I just really appreciated the interview. It was sweet to of y'all to of you and Sam Sam to invite me cool. along. We so. are so glad to see you, and I'm glad that we. I'm really glad we got to do this. Thanks Peace. a lot, Beth. See ya. <laughs>